Hello, everyone, and welcome to Casual Experts Only. As usual, I'm your host, Mike, and joined as usual by Luke. And today we actually have a pretty cool uh, podcast for you. I I, ta- I sat down with my friend Blaze, and we talked about The Last of Us Season 1. Mm-hmm. Which, it ran a little bit long, um, but we still wanted to talk about some of the most, most recent news and movies and TV and all that stuff. So, but we're going to kind of breeze through some of this news. Um, so first off, um, some sad news, another death. Um, actor mm. Tom Sizemore died of a brain aneurysm on yeah. March 3rd. I think he was most famous for saving private Ryan and like black Hawk down and like <clears throat> movies like that. But mm-hmm. he had a brain aneurysm, I think on the 18th of February. Oh. And I think he was in the hospital, like pretty much in critical con- condition since then. Um, and he passed soon after, so that's sad. Some more sad news. Uh, actor Lance Reddick also passed away on March 17th, I believe, which is literally a week before John Wick 4 comes out, which he's in. So really sad. An- another great actor. I know this is cliche, but thinking of both both their families and, yeah, losing a loved one is always incredibly sad, no matter how old or young they are and lance reddick i don't think there's any information out besides the fact that uh, his spokespeople have said he died of natural causes uh he was only 60 though so i'm not really sure what those would be but yeah moving on to some somewhat happier news um john bernthal is officially returning in daredevil born again as the punisher yeah yeah. Um, no real details on it yet besides the, you know, the announcement that he's coming back. Not really like they are shooting the the show right now in New York, but I'm pretty sure okay. it's like uh, almost a year long shoot. So oh, it's okay. not clear when he's going to be in it and like, you know, when he's going to be filming and how much, um, you know, he's going to be in it and everything. Right. Right. Uh, and it seems like Eldon Henson and De- Deborah Ann Wall are not returning to reprise yeah. um, Foggy Nelson and um, Karen Page, which it's not clear if they're going to be recast or their characters just aren't going to be in it. I know, have but- think that, because I can't imagine Daredevil without some form of Foggy or another. So if, if they're not bringing right. back the old cast, I'd imagine they'd be recasting, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell i mean yeah because like those characters are very important especially foggy right um and i feel like it'd be kind of weird to have those characters and totally recast them when you have the same like kingpin same i'm not so i'm not sure where they're going to go with this but they they are have already recast um vanessa fisk wilson fisk's wife okay um she was played by aylet zurer in the show Mm -hmm. um in the original netflix show and she is been recast um sandrine holt is playing her now so um but yeah mo- moving on so apparently according to the vis- visual effects artist that worked on ant-man on the wasp um apparently they said that a lot of resources were taken away from that project to work on wakanda forever i guess marvel really wanted to promote what wakanda forever and like put a lot you know the most effort into that movie um that's interesting because it seems I have still haven't seen Ant Man three, but it seems like yeah. that's the more uh, CGI heavy film of the two. Well, and I'll be honest, you can't really tell because I, you know, like I feel like Quantumania just feels like your average Marvel okay. movie. There, there, there's a lot of CGI, but there's not that much like glaring, 
you know, like, oh my God, that looks terrible. Like as soon as this came out, a bunch of people on the internet were like, I knew it, the the CGI was terrible in Ant-Man, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it's not. It's your average Marvel movie. There's some really cool sequences and some that are just like, you know, it's a bunch of CGI. I don't know what to expect, but I feel like Wakanda Forever was like, like Ironheart did not look good. Right. You know, so it's like, you know, was it just the design they couldn't get right? Or like if they took, you know, if they took away all the special, well, not all, but they, they took the, priority to mm-hmm. Wakanda forever from Ant-Man, you know, you kind of expect it to look a little better maybe. No? Right. Right. <laughs> but I don't know, whatever, but I don't think the Ant-Man special effects were really, were bad really. Yeah. So keeping in the Marvel vein, uh, Steven Yun has been cast in the, the thunder or yeah, in the Thunderbolts. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of rumors that he's been cast as century. Okay. Um, which is interesting. Uh, I you know there had that hasn't hasn't been confirmed, but I had there's been a lot of rumors already that Sentry is going to be in the Thunderbolts, mm-hmm. which I feel like makes it a lot more interesting to me because right. Sentry is kind of an interesting Marvel character they really haven't tapped into yet, mm. and also Sentry's whole thing he's very much like Shazam, okay, um, yeah. like he's he just kind of like an or an, an average out of shape guy, and then you know he be, when he becomes Sentry he's you know more like a god level type being you know looks kind of like Thor. So maybe they'll go that route with him and Steven Young will play like the, you know, just the human, like just the normal guy version. And then they'll either use CGI or have another actor play, you know, like century century or what, mm-hmm. if, if that's even the character he's cast as, you know, right. I guess we'll see. Um, yeah. Apparently some new Lord of the Rings movies are being planned by new line cinema. Yeah. Um, I, I don't yeah. think there's really that much like info on them yet. Is there? Yeah. All I heard is that, uh, they're going to get the Star Wars treatment, as that's what I heard, and people were freaking uh, out about that. But. What does that mean? Is that a, yeah? That that could be a, a, like a, a a good or neutral thing or a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, it seems like they're going to try to build a universe out of hmm. that, and they're going to try to give like each character a standalone movie, kind of like hmm. almost like a Phase One kind of thing. I'm not sure and, how I feel about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not super familiar with 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 all of that lore, but it just seems mm-hmm. like it doesn't really work with that franchise. That's, that's kind of what everyone's saying. Not really. I think the only thing that would make sense is if they adapted like a lot of the <clears throat> stories that Tolkien did that kind of built out, like built off of, you know, the main story and kind of wrapped some um, character stories up a little more, like in the mm-hmm. appendices of the third book, or if they right. adapted like this is Samarillion, which is this kind of like a lore book mm-hmm. of middle earth which the show kind of seemed like it was trying to do, but instead of they had to make a bunch of stuff up because they just didn't have yeah. the rights to anything. Right. Um, and people didn't like that, at least, you know, diehard Tolkien fans. So mm-hmm. maybe they're going to do a movie kind of like that. That'll be more of like lore based about the world. That's a little more accurate. I, yeah. I don't know, but I've also, I've heard that Peter Jackson is interested in re- re- returning maybe. Yeah. That's what I heard as well. Um, so I guess we'll see. Also, I guess Guillermo del Toro was supposed to direct the Hobbit movies. Yes. So some people are like, oh, maybe he'll come in and make some movies. So I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Speaking of more movies, um, apparently the Star Wars movies that Kevin Feige and Patty Jenkins were supposed to make, mm-hmm. um, those have been shelved. Yes. I feel like they, they shelved the Patty Jenkins one a while ago. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was like official, but it was it, it was like delayed, delayed, okay. and then like it's now it's been officially shelved. Yeah, but apparently okay. the Taika Waititi one that was like announced is still potentially on the table, uh-huh. and he, it seems like he's still interested in directing it. 
Okay. Um, Do you know about the Ryan Johnson one at all, or have they heard anything? I don't think recently? there's been any news about that one lately. Okay. Um, it, it seems like he's still, it's still just kind of floating in development, like little limbo, you mm-hmm. know, not really, it hasn't been confirmed like when it's happening. He's, he's probably working on the next knife out knives out movie right now. Yeah. So they, they may have, they may be like shelving it until he's done with that. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but there hasn't been like any concrete news. I don't believe on that. Okay. But yeah, um, and I'm not sure how I feel about the Taika Waititi thing. Yeah, because... I love Jojo Rabbit like a lot, yeah. but I I didn't really care for. I liked Ragnarok, but I didn't really. I, I love really and Thunder sucked. Yeah, love love and Thunder kind of sucked. But yeah, he has directed a couple episodes of The Mandalorian, and those have been okay. good. Yeah. So I mean, if he sticks in that vein and makes a good like Star Wars movie, it could be good, maybe. Mm-hmm. um but at the same time like there's so many other better directors <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so i don't know um last like kind of little bit of news into like into like the whole ben affleck thing that's been mm-hmm. going around the internet lately um apparently like the umbrella academy has cast nick offerman and david cross for their fourth and final season which i don't know if you've watched that at all but i have not it's a pretty fun show but you know i'm not like insanely fanatic about it so i mean that's mm-hmm. kind of cool like they're both good good actors yeah but... nick Affleck's cool yeah yeah um so this whole ben affleck thing that's been going around the internet lately um there's been just a lot of stuff i've been seeing like stuff about um you know him not directing a dc movie some of have even been spinning it saying like you know like he's re- rejected james gunn's new dc plan kind of thing like kind of acting like you know he saw what James Gunn wants to do with DC and didn't like it. So he's not going to come back and direct, but Mm -hmm. that is not really uh, what's going on. Um, I kind of wanted to give context. So I'm going to be reading from this, the original Hollywood reporter interview that people have been pulling from. Um, Obviously it's it's a long interview. So I'm just going to be like talking about and reading the relevant stuff. So he kind of st- started out in this vein talking about Justice League, um, saying because he was talking to the interviewer about like he prefers making, you know, those smaller, like kind of indie-ish movies that nobody really goes to see, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and the interviewer was like, as opposed to, and then he said, as opposed to the Justice League experience, uh, the fact that those stories became somewhat repetitive to me and less interesting. Yeah, I did finally figure out how to play that character, Batman, and I nailed it in The Flash, which he has said before. This is kind of re- reiterating. Um, he said, for, for the five minutes I'm there, it's really great. A lot mm-hmm. of it's just tone. You've got to figure out what's your version of the person. Who is the guy that fits what you can do? I tried to fit myself into a Batman. And by the way, I, li- I like a lot of the stuff we did, especially the first one, Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, then... He goes, and and then the interviewer said, but not Justice League. What went wrong there? Which, a lot. Uh, uh, And then Affleck says, Justice League. You could teach a seminar on all the reasons why this is how not to do it. Ranging from production to bad decisions to horrible personal tragedy and just ending with the most monstrous taste in my mouth. Mm. The genius and the silver lining is that Zack Snyder eventually went to AT&T and was like, look, I can get you four hours of content. And it's principally just all the slow motion that he shot in black and white and one day of shooting with me and him he was like do you want to come shoot in my backyard and i was like i think they're a union zach i think we have to make a deal but but i went and did it and now zach snyder's justice league is my highest rated movie on imdb 
Um, and the interviewer said, isn't that because Zack Snyder's fans are so intense online? And then Affleck replied, say what you want. It's my highest rated career movie. I've never had one that went from Nadir to Pinnacle. Retroactively, it's a hit. All of a sudden, I was getting congratulated for the bomb I'm in. And I was going to direct a Batman. And Justice League, Justice League made me go, I'm out. I never want to do any of this again. I'm not suited. That was the worst experience I've ever seen in a business, which is full of some shitty experiences. It broke my heart. There was an idea of someone, Joss Whedon, coming in like, I'll rescue you and we'll do 60 days of shooting and I'll write a whole thing around what you have. I've got it. I've got the secret. And it wasn't the secret. That Mm. was hard. And I started to drink too much. I started to drink too much. I was back at the hotel in London. It was either that or jump out the window. And I was just, and I just thought, this isn't the life I want. My kids aren't here. I'm miserable. You want to go to work and find something interesting to hang on to rather, rather than just wearing a rubber suit. And most mm. of it, you're just standing against the computer screen going, if this nuclear waste gets loose, we'll, that's fine. I, I don't condescend to that or put it down, but I got to a point where I found it creatively not satisfying. Also, just you're sweaty and exhausted. And I thought, I don't want to participate in this in any way. And I don't want to squander any more of my life, of which I have a limited amount. Mm. And then, like, this is the big question that people have been kind of taking somewhat out of context. Um, The reporter asked, so if DC came to you and said, do you want to direct something? he, He said, I would not direct something for the James Gunn DC. Absolutely not. I have nothing against James Gunn. Nice guy. Sure, he's going to do sure he's going to do a great job. I just wouldn't want to go in and direct in the way that they're doing that. I'm not mm-hmm. interested in that. So that's kind of the full context. And I feel like a lot of this, like the clickbait posts and all that stuff online have been missing. The full, which like I get, you know, it's like yeah. several paragraphs of, you know, things that he was saying. But not everybody, but some people and even just like some confusing headlines that kind of make it seem that way, make it seem like, you know, he outright rejected James Gunn's offer or something when it's more like he's just sticking to what he's been saying for the last few years that Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to direct big IP stuff anymore, star Mm -hmm. or direct. And he wants to stick to his, you know, like his own production company that he and Matt Damon have, like they're coming out with that movie air soon Mm -hmm. about, um, you know, about the, invention of the air jordans and everything it seems like they want to stick to movies like that that are more like you know smaller story-based movies which you know i totally get yeah i mean i love comic book movies but in like they seem like they would be fun usually to work on at the same time they're not exactly you know they don't seem necessarily fulfilling art wise you know they just seem fun like depending on the movie like there are some that are a lot more Mm -hmm. intense Mm -hmm. and acting driven you know in more like character studies you know right but your average marvel movie is going to be you in like an uncomfortable suit standing in front of a green screen kind of thing which you know right, right. like there's only so much of that you you can do before you feel kind of like you know <laughs> burnt out i'm sure mm-hmm. and i feel like you know he hadn't really done anything like that ben affleck before right. he was cast as, well he had done daredevil but mm-hmm. since since daredevil he'd done some action movies but nothing quite like batman and it seems like that just Right. Was not something he enjoyed for multiple reasons. Uh, no small reason was the Justice League fiasco. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's that. I um, just kind of want to talk about that. But that's pretty much all the news I wanted to cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have anything? Yeah, I had a couple of things. So I would, okay. you posted on Instagram that Tom Cruise saw the Flash yeah, movie. Yeah, that's right. I yeah, wanted yeah. to kind of like ask if you knew any other information about that. So I was kind of curious. 
apparently Tom Cruise, like I, I'm guessing he saw the trailer or something. Okay. And he actually got in contact with David Zaslav and okay. asked if he could like see an advanced copy of the flash. Yeah. And he did. And he liked it so much that he personally called Andy Muschietti and like congratulated mm. on, on him on it. said it was great. And he said something like, uh, it's everything you want to see in a movie or something, yeah. which I mean, on the, like on the one hand, I don't really care <laughs> like yeah. about Tom Cruise's opinion on much, but at the same time, I know a lot of people are huge fans of him and it is kind of cool to see a DC movie, get that kind of accolade from somebody in the business. Right. Also, right. Also, I feel like, you know, Tom Cruise, th- th- this might drive more hype for the movie. Yeah. Which I feel like has already gone up quite a bit since the trailer came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, because I, I do feel like the movie is, you know, definitely writing a lot on like nostalgia and like trying mm-hmm. to be like, you know, hype bait, I guess. But I feel like, you know, hearing that from Tom Cruise might get some more people to go see it, which I'm all mm-hmm. for. So, yeah. Yeah, and then I had one more thing. Um, this past weekend, as of recording, uh, premiered in, I believe it was Austin, Texas. Uh, the new Evil Dead film premiered. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's mostly receiving mostly positive reviews, which is great. Uh, mm-hmm. But on during the premiere, uh, right after the mo- right after the screening, there was someone in the audience who was yelling, like, mm-hmm. just like freaking out. And Bruce Campbell, he, he's, so, he's, he's great. He, he picks up the microphone and just says, get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was great. It was great. Um, but yeah, that's all the news I had. <laughs> I forgot to mention Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Um, apparently, like it's not making a whole lot of money. I mean, it's only the opening mm-hmm. weekend, but as of Sunday, yeah. um, March 19th, it's made $65.5 million, which mm-hmm. apparently the, the global opening projections were $85 million. Okay. Um, I guess it's not like super surprising. I mean, like it hasn't gotten a great Rotten Tomato score from critics, but the audience score is higher than the first movie. It's got an 87% as of now, while the first one had an okay. 82. Um, I don't know. I mean, it was, I saw it. It's a fun movie. Like it's mm-hmm. equivalent to the first one. I honestly think I like it a little better than the first one. Okay. Um, but it, it's just like, you know, it's just a fun movie. Like what do yeah. you, you know, like it's not like groundbreaking or anything, but I feel like, I, I don't know. I could be wrong here, but I feel like audiences are kind of, not really interested in comic book movies as much anymore unless they're like huge event movies yeah um like i feel like Endgame has kind of spoiled things <laughs> for a lot of people you know like stuff like that because it's like if it's not in a huge connected universe because that was another criticism of this like a lot of people were like why should i go see this if it's not if it's just, just going to be rebooted mm-hmm. which the, the director david f sandberg said like well you know people actually go to this you know this Shazam might not necessarily be rebooted. Like they might keep the same actors and everything, but you know, that, that hasn't been decided yet, but that's been kind of a criticism. It's like, why should I go see these? You know, Mm -hmm. like, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, why can't you just go to a movie to enjoy a movie? It's like, you know, it's like, I I have to, you know, it's like people just go to some of these movies so that they'll be able able to understand the next 20 movies, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And it's it's kind of this thing about like spoiler culture. I was like, I'm not interested in seeing it, but I don't want to get spoiled online. Right. Right. When it comes out. Right. Exactly. And look at the movies that have made the most money like comic book movies like okay we we have the batman but it's you know it's 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 batman 
but yeah. there's also like the other ones would be like spider-man no way home which was there's huge rumors that like there's, there's gonna be all three of them in it mm-hmm. and then doctor strange because there was like you know huge rumors there was gonna be a huge multiverse movie and it was yeah. even advertised as a you know huge multiverse thing so mm-hmm. you know there have been some others that have been decent made decent money but i think those ones are the ones that have made the most recently right um so yeah it really does seem like people are kind of losing at least like the general audiences mm-hmm. are kind of losing interest and, the, and that was even a criticism of ant-man like people were seemed mad that it wasn't like some uh, avengers level movie you know right which it never really claimed to be besides having kang in it you know but people mm-hmm. were like whoa, whoa whoa you know it's it's just a dumb goofy movie like it's an ant-man movie you know right, <laughs> so, right. so you know but yeah anyway i digress that's um that's pretty much everything that I had. So, cool. so yeah, without further ado, let's hop into the main beef of this uh, podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Casual Experts Only, part of the Cultured Nerd Podcast Network. I'm actually joined by somebody in person, which is crazy. It never happens. Um, unfortunately, it's also one of my least favorite people in the world. I have, yeah, I have the great displeasure of living with him. But yeah, this is my friend Blaze. Hello. Yeah, glad. Well, glad to have you on, I guess. Um, but yeah, we're gonna be talking about The Last of Us, the TV show. Um, I think you're pretty much my only friend who's actually watched this, really, and actually like knows the games and stuff for the most, for the part. most part. Yeah. Um, so we watched it together. So you know. Yeah, we kind of had to talk about it together i guess i guess um yeah so i i'm thinking we're just kind of going to talk about the show itself and then kind of talk about you know how it compares to the game and like what might be next for like season two and all that um so yeah definitely definitely spoilers coming ahead so if you have not watched the show where you really like spoilers for some reason before you watch something yeah. If yeah. people haven't figured that out over the internet by this point, I know, but you know you, you always have people like it's like the slightest thing you post it, and if they didn't know it, then it's a spoiler. You know, like I've had people do that, like um, when Falcon and the, and the Winter Soldier, like the last episode came out, and Anthony Mackie himself posted pictures of himself in like the Captain America Falcon suit, yeah. and then I had somebody saying like, "Man, spoilers, bro." I'm like. dude he literally posted it himself and he's like no man it's still you still have to wait a week to post anything i'm like what and then he even said something like i mean i've seen it but for other people i'm like okay so you're just a dumbass yeah all right but anyway last of us what i guess your overall thoughts in a few sentences what do you think of this think of this season yeah i mean i i thought it was really good i um so for context i um never did play the game myself um being an xbox person so you know you guys can hate on that if you want to but um but i did you know watch people play it back in the day yeah um watch playthroughs of it and everything so i remembered it all pretty well Mm -hmm. um especially like the beginning and the end um and i thought they they did a really good job of staying faithful to the game unlike some video game adaptations (laughs) out there you mean most (laughs) most yeah but really looking at at you halo series but anyway i digress (laughs) um but yeah i thought it was really good they stayed um you know very faithful to the game and especially with the ending i was pretty surprised which i'm i'm sure we'll get to but (laughs) yeah um kind of surprised they didn't sanitize that at all but 
Um, yeah, they really didn't sanitize much in this show, um, which I kind of thought they might. It's kind of hit or miss because it is HBO. So, you know, they don't usually sanitize much. So I wasn't really true. sure, but that's true. You know, they definitely didn't sanitize any of this, but, you know, might potentially controversial stuff, which yeah. I did appreciate. Yeah. 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 I thought it was really good. I, I know you um, just finished the game recently. So, what was, what was yeah. Your yeah. Yeah. So, I, like you, I had watched the game of like a playthrough on YouTube. I'm pretty sure I watched Pew- PewDiePie's playthrough back in like 2013. Yeah. Um, back when I actually watched video game playthroughs. Um, but you know, I've had a PlayStation for the last few years and I played it like around the same time as when the show was coming out. I think I actually finished it and like the left behind DLC. Um, I think about when episode six released on TV. So I finished about like halfway through season one and yeah, it was actually pretty fun playing it along with the actual series. Cause there were certain episodes where I was like looking forward to them adapting certain things. And like, I was looking forward to seeing it in live action. And I think for the most part, I was pretty satisfied um, with how close it was to the game. And it, I, it, it definitely is probably, I mean, I'm trying to think here. It's, it's gotta be the most faithful adaptation of a video game to live action. Like I can't think of anything more. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think, it wouldn't necessarily, you know, tr- translate to being the best, but I think it is probably the best video game a- adaptation to live action I can think of. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Like, I think it just like it's uh, pr- pretty much everything they added for the most part. I was on board with and I liked that they did that they added those things because it helped flesh out characters. Um, and they, you know, they definitely had to change stuff from a game to a live action project. Um and I think everything that, like, there's a lot of stuff that they kept the same, which was, you know, great. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I kind of think that there were some changes that were interesting. Say, like, yeah, so I guess what did you think of the change of, like, the fungus? Um, like, instead, instead of spores, it's like those um, tendril type things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd say that's maybe one of the few, like, changes that I wasn't a big fan of. Yeah. Um, because I feel like it was a pretty big part of the mm-hmm. games that the spores were a huge concern. Yeah. Like, yeah. it wasn't just, you know, being bitten by the infected that, um, mm-hmm. you know, you could could uh, become infected from. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting in the game, because that's yeah. pretty unique mm-hmm. in the zombie genre. Right. I know they're... They're infected. Yeah, they they right. they apparently weren't allowed to say the word zombie on set. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Heard that too. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know. I it wasn't my favorite thing because I feel like mm-hmm. you know in the game they always have to wear the yeah um gas mask yeah gas mask to to keep out the spores and that was a pretty big part of it mm-hmm. um and definitely a big part of the concerns and things that they they have to overcome yeah, yeah. except for Ellie of course I guess but, right um. Yeah, what what were your thoughts on it? Um, kind of mixed, I guess. I didn't mind too much, cause I mean it is a big part of the game, but it's not an insane like it. It's basically kind of automatically as you put the gas masks sure. on in the yeah. game, so it's not like a major concern. It's just kind of part of the story. Um, apparently, I'm pretty sure Craig Mazin, who's like the one of the showrunners, 
um, it was pretty much him and Neil Druckmann who wrote and direct, directed the game. Um, he said it was something along the lines of the reason they didn't go with spores is because it was like too impractical, I guess, in set, but also just like in real life, the spores would have been caught by the wind and been literally everywhere. Sure. So like everyone would have been infected on Earth in like, you know, a matter of months. Yeah, so I think that was the idea behind that, what, why they changed it. And I do like that it kind of adds, there's like the whole network thing they added where like you step on like one of the roots yeah. and a bunch of zombies come out. I thought that was a cool concept. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of like on the fence. I yeah, Like I would have been fine if they adapted the spores, but I wasn't too broken up that they changed it. Yeah. Um, it, it was a little weird going between the game and the show where you're like, oh yeah, right, there's spores. Oh yeah, right, right there's not spores, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, but sense. I do kind of like it. They kind of leaned more into the actual fungus aspect in the show, whereas the game like mentioned it, but then there was a lot of spore stuff and they kind of, you know, there wasn't as much of the like weird fungus tendrils and stuff, yeah. which I kind of feel like adds a, like a level of creepiness and uniqueness to the infected. Yeah, it was nasty. Yeah, especially the first episode, um, which speaking of which I, I feel like let, let's just kind of go through each episode, sure. you know, like the, so the, the first episode. I really liked the stuff they added to the first episode. I, I, I really liked, because in the game, I'm pretty sure it opens up with Sarah, like, waking up that morning. And, you know, there's, like, a little bit of stuff but between her and Joel, but they really flesh it out more in the actual show. Plus, they have that opening, like, that cold open where it's, like, the 70s or something. There's, like, this yeah. talk show with these scientists. And that is something I really like that the show did is they... This, something the game didn't because the game was more focused on like Joel's perspective, Joel and Ellie's perspective. But in the show, they really kind of tried to explain what Cordyceps is and kind of tried to lay more, I guess, lore, you know, down, which I, I, I did like. Um, and I feel like, you know, like it wasn't necessary for, for the, the game, the game to have it. Like you didn't really care that much. You're just shooting things, but I, I did like that they added that to the story. So I did like the stuff that they fleshed out in the beginning of that uh, first episode. And they did like such a good job adapting the game, but at, at adding a few extra things. Um, but I honestly felt like it, it was, even though I knew what was going to happen, it was just as impactful as the game, you know, when Sarah yeah. died and everything, if not more so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that one scene with that old lady, yeah, she had like the little, oh. like, I thought the first time we saw it that it was like hair because she was like eating the mm -hmm. mom or something, but no, it's like yeah. that gross. Ugh. Yeah. That was nasty as hell. Yeah. Um, ugh. yeah, it took a bit to yeah kind of realized what was going on going on there but yeah. yeah i i really liked um a lot more of the the backstory that they gave to you know like mm -hmm. how it initially yeah. spread so much yeah um you know in like flour and stuff right like, man i don't <laughs> next time i made like pancakes yeah <laughs> yeah i think they kind of suggested it in the first episode like because they were gonna have pancakes and they didn't have flour or something and then <clears throat> he, joel was gonna pick up a cake for his birthday and then he forgot so that's basically yeah. how they avoided not getting infected. And they, they kind of hinted at it the first episode. And then in, in the second episode, they actually, like, I think Joel actually told Ellie, like, well, most people think it's spread in, like, flour or sugar or something. Um, so that that was pretty interesting and I think made sense. And like you've said before, we've kind of ta talked about it, you know, not on the podcast. But uh, you've said, I think we both said that I like that we liked that the infected themselves i think make more sense than most zombie 
shows it's not some weird random virus or something it's yeah. like a mutated which i don't know if fungus can really mutate but like a kind of a mutated fungus you know that takes over people's brains and stuff because we do see that in nature with animals yeah. so you know like ants and stuff so yeah yeah it's um i feel like that's something that i really liked about the last of us the game yeah. when it came out yeah i was like wow these are actually mm-hmm. you know probably as realistic as zombies infected can can get yeah um right of course yeah because it's not likely to ever happen but no no yeah um yeah it's it's pretty unlikely that and you know especially like zombies surviving into like 20 years later it's like okay yeah right their bodies would have broken yeah yeah well which i I think that does set them apart too because technically they're kind of alive they're just like infected with the fungus and the fungus is kind of using them as, but the fungus is trying to keep them alive. Whereas most other zombie incarnations, you know, be it the walking dead or, you know, anything else you can really think of. They're usually like dead. They just, you know, somehow magically can walk around with barely any muscle tissue left. Even their bodies are decomposing They're you know, they're still moving. So I think this makes more sense, but it also makes it, a lot more disturbing and tragic when you think about it because technically they're like still people alive in there they're just so far gone and they're basically being yeah. mind controlled you it's know a host yeah it's really fucked up <laughs> really yeah it's true. um yeah. but i feel like that also which i think is just kind of the whole show there's just a lot of <laughs> fuck that no, stuff. Sure. but you know yeah. i think it really makes it a more impactful story though in a lot of ways yeah but yeah i, I really liked that airplane sequence too or just crashed and that that was i don't think that was in the game but a a lot of that whole sequence though was directly from the game um even them almost stopping to help a family and not you know um and then of course sarah dying and that was really well done like it was just as like you know upsetting and kind of kind of realistic you know usually when people die from like a gunshot in movies and stuff, they're just like, oh, ow, oh, and then they yeah. die. You know, they're not like, you know, having trouble breathing and like, you know, freaking out. And, you know, yeah. I think especially so with like a kid, you know, so yeah, there's that. And then there was, we kind of got introduced to Ellie in that episode. And yeah, I, 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 it was kind of weird going from the game to, you know, the show Ellie. I feel like it was easier with Pedro and the game version because I think they look a little more alike and everything. But so I think the first episode, I wasn't 100% sure. Like, she seemed, you know, pretty good, but I don't think I was really, like, sure, sure that she, that Bella Ramsey was super well-suited for the role until, like, the second episode. But I, I did, like, they kept a lot of stuff the same in the first episode from the game. The only thing they really changed is um, just, like, a few things. Like, that that is the thing with a lot of this series is... The stuff they changed was kind of minor because the story or the main overarching story always got to the next part mm-hmm. in a, pretty much the same way. Just how they got there was a little different, but it was always like the the, yeah. the all the all the story beats were pretty much the same, which I thought was cool. So like the only thing that really changed is instead of have, tr- trying to get guns from that one guy, I forget his name, but um, Tess and Joel were trying to get guns from this guy. Like yeah. I forget his name, like Paul or John or something, and. In the show, they were trying to get a car battery because he was trying to go find Tommy. Um, I guess like the re- the reason they changed it is because they wanted it, it, there to be more of a, like, I guess more of a um, 
urgency to Joel's, like what Joel was trying to do, than just like, oh, we're trying to get some guns that they stole from us. You know, they they wanted to have kind of like a urgent mission, and Ellie was just kind of like, oh, well, we we just kind of stumbled upon this kid, you know. Yeah. Um. So I think they did that pretty well. Um. They still kept all the main things, like Marlene still got shot, and Tess and Joel still got Ellie. Um. And you know, they still Joel still killed that Fedra officer um who tested and like that's i'm pretty sure that's how they figured out in the game too where a fedra officer stopped them tested ellie and you know she came back as infected and she showed them her bite mark and everything so they kept all that pretty much the same but they did add that kind of flashback where he saw sarah like the you know he kind of had like a parallel between the fedra officer pointing a gun at him and like you know so i thought that was kind of cool a kind of cool addition but yeah i think yeah episode two that was pretty much like Tess and Joel and Ellie just getting to that like town. Um, what was it? The city hall or something. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, um, that was the episode with the, the clickers, right? Pretty much the, yeah, that's true. First and only time. Yeah. It's first and only time. Yeah. Well, kind of, I think in episode like six or something they yeah. had. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in this, well, yeah, I think episode two started with, um, what was it? Oh, crap. What was it? Was it? It wasn't Thailand. Indonesia. Yeah, Indonesia, where it was. That's kind of where the first um, outbreak started. Yeah. Um, with like an employee at a flower processing plant or something like that, and yeah. I think that was the first time that they brought up the um the topic of bombing cities to try and contain mm-hmm. the infection. So we we have that cold open with that, which I thought was a cool addition. Kind of showed. I liked it that they showed other stuff, you know, other perspectives, which I think the show did a lot. It wasn't just sticking with Joel and Ellie the whole time. It showed other stuff that you really wouldn't have gotten from the game. Yeah. Um, so we have that. And then as they're all, as Tess, Joel, and Ellie are walking through Boston, I think Tess explains to Ellie that, like, so, like there's, like, huge craters and destroyed buildings. And I think that she says something like, you know, the U.S. Army tried to bomb Boston. Mm-hmm. So I think they didn't really mention that in the first game in the second one they do um so it's probably one of those things that they thought of you know when they're making the second game and they're like well we're making this you know we're making this show might as well bring this up here you know because you know it obviously happened before the first game happened so yeah yeah i kind of forgot that um that scene was in the the second episode honestly yeah instead of the first but yeah yeah with the uh right you know flashback i guess yeah to thailand yeah or indonesia yeah yeah, I thought that was interesting. And there wasn't a whole lot. It was mostly just them kind of walking, which is kind of like the first, yeah. like, act of the game. You're just kind of, like, walking. Like, Joel and Tess and Ellie are just walking, getting to City yeah. Hall. Um, but they did have, like, some really cool shots that were right from the game. Like, um, Joel putting down that board so that they could, like, cross the buildings. And Joel, you know, Joel talking to Ellie, you know, about, like, oh, is this everything you expected? And she said, yeah, you can't deny the view or something like that. Those were directly from the game, which was kind of fun. And then we get to the actual city hall and uh, Tess. Well, yeah, you you mentioned the clickers. There's those clickers in that museum, I think it was, which was pretty cool, which there were a lot more in the actual game. It was like, (laughs) there was like eight, you know, but, but I, they, God, they did such a good job on the makeup. Like the clicker looked so good. good. And I I heard that they used the same people who did the clicker sounds from the game, which is kind of, which is cool. Like they used a lot of people from the actual game, like the same, the same composer. So it's got all the same music pretty much. 
um same people who did the clickers a few other like people from the game show up yeah in the series which was cool yeah i thought that was something mm-hmm. that was really cool that they did um and honestly like i didn't realize i don't know i guess you you think of voice actors and you don't necessarily think of them like actually in yeah. like acting roles so right but they true, all killed yeah. it i feel like they oh, all yeah, did really absolutely. well yeah. um so that was really cool well i'm sure we'll be bringing them up more later um yeah because yeah. they come up in the later episodes but right yeah. um yeah i thought that was really cool they did mm-hmm. great on the makeup for for the clickers absolutely um yeah. and they they looked really good i thought that um the whole sequence was you know pretty scary i feel like the clickers yeah. and the games are you know pretty terrifying because they're, like, they're so, so hard, hard to, to kill down. yeah Ugh. they're so hard to take down and just I hate them so much yeah <laughs> the noises that they make it's so iconic yeah um so yeah, i feel like they did really well with that in the show yeah, absolutely and i think this show really does too is does well is they kind of show how hard taking these things down would be in real life whereas in the game you just have to take down like 20 you know but in yeah. real life like the odds of being able to take down that many are like slim to like nil you know yeah. So just the fact, you know, that they really show how hard it is to take these things down. Um, and Ellie gets bit, which I'm pretty sure in the game, Joel is, like, convinced that she's immune because she breathes in spores and is fine. So obviously they had, they had to change that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. But then, you know, Tess got bit as well, which is something I don't really remember if this was like that in the game. But in the show, Ellie is very, like, kind of likes Tess. Because, you know, she kind of has a motherly, um, like, instinct with her because she had her own kids. Whereas Joel is so shut off emotionally from pretty much everybody and everything that he's just like, ah, whatever, stupid kid, come on, you know. Um, so she's not a huge fan of Joel. But in, in in this episode, Joel had to save her. She had to, like, you know, trust Joel. And that was, like, kind of the first time they have any sort of, like, relationship like that. Um, but yeah. then, obviously, Tess is bitten once they get to City Hall. And in the game, you have to fight a bunch of Fedra. Really? Um, not infected and they basically changed it which i think is really funny that i mean you know i feel like good well adjusted artists would are able to go back and say yeah that wasn't very good or that 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 didn't make a whole lot of sense what i wrote but like um neil Druckmann and you know the showrunners were saying like yeah it didn't make a whole lot of sense for fedra to just show up randomly outside the qz there you know so they're just like yeah so we just did infected instead which i feel like I the only reason I would have liked Fedra instead is because there was like this cool gameplay where you Joel had to take a bunch of them out, but it wasn't really necessary to the story, and I felt like it was more intense that just like a swarm of infected showed up, because um, like they stepped on like a vine earlier or something. Yeah. Um. And oh god, that freaking French kiss, dude. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was so gross. That was so nasty. Oh, and um, the lighter test had, which I don't think this is gonna mean much to you, but the lighter test had is a replica of, or I guess more of a recreation of the lighter that um, Sam Drake has in Uncharted 4. Ah. So that's, you know, made by Naughty Dog, so it's just kind of a little Easter egg there. Um, but also, I feel like Tess went out with more of a, well, a literal bang in the show. You know, she blew up the whole City Hall. We're in the game. She just kind of, like, manages to, like, maybe shoot one Fedra guy and then get shot, you know? Gotcha. So I feel like this is more of a, um, I don't know, spectacular end for her. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, moving on to episode three... Um, the gay episode. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was very offended by this. No, <laughs> I think it is funny. Some of these people online, it's like, are they like not familiar with 
the games know, at all and plus there were like major hints in a lot of the pr- promo material like i was getting the impression that frank and bill were like together you know gonna be an item before they even showed it in the show so i feel like you know but granted not everybody like pays attention to all this stuff but still sure um but yeah so this was one of the so we get a little bit of ellen l ellie and joel in this like at the beginning and then towards the end and that's kind of it we do get a little bit of joel and tess in the middle in flashbacks but this episode is pretty much just um bill and frank's story which i do like that they did that flesh them out a lot more because in in the game you just kind of show up bill's there joel and bill have some sort of history you don't really know what though and there's like this really like messed up thing with frank where he's just like it's kind of suggested he got bitten and hangs himself um and then leaves a note where he's like i hate you bill you're such a hard-headed son of a bitch i'm gonna leave and but then when he tries to leave he gets bit so then he you know kills himself but this is a lot more of a um i don't know (laughs) heartwarming relationship i guess yeah um i think the only thing is they did like spend a lot of time on bill and frank you know like you've said and not a whole lot on ellie and joel um which i get you know like the whole point of this episode you know besides us having their fleshed out story relationship for frank and bill um it was kind of supposed to draw parallels between frank and not frank between bill and joel and honestly, kind of Frank and Tess, too, where Bill and Joel are, like, the protectors and, like, their purpose is to, like, you know, protect their significant other. Um, and at the end, when he left that note for Joel, it was kind of supposed to hold up a mirror to Joel and, like, remind him of that. Though at the time, it was just kind of, like, opening a wound because he said, like, be sure to take care of Tess. But as the show goes on, you realize Joel's purpose has shifted and now his purpose is Ellie now. You know, he's basically adopted her. Um so I think that was kind of the point, but I kind of feel like Bill, oh, well, I mean, the performances by Nick Offerman, and I forget the guy's name who plays Frank, Yeah. but they did a really good job yeah. um, just the whole time. What's his name? Murray Bartlett. Yeah, they did a really good job. But I kind of wish Bill had survived and there had been like more interaction between him and Joel than just the flashbacks, kind of like, like there wasn't in the game. I feel like that still could have worked. I feel like it could have worked either way because I feel like, yeah, if it's, you know, if Bill's purpose was kind of to protect Frank and Frank's dying, like he doesn't really have any re- reason to go on. Sure. But at the same time, I feel like it could have been cool to actually show him and interact with, you know, Joel again in the game. And maybe yeah. he dies by like helping them escape or something like that, you know? But yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you, um, have pointed out some things that it's it's like really quite different from what happens in the game because mm-hmm. like you mentioned bill is still alive and yeah. he helps them go to like a school or something yes. to get a car um, battery get a car battery yeah um and they they don't even end up finding one right like they don't have a car no. by the end of that no. part of the story no huh yeah. yeah and yeah in this they just take bill's truck like they take yeah. bill's truck to the school i think and then at, the, at that point, they try and find a battery, and they can't. So hmm. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. So they just kind of end up still going on foot, I believe. No. No, I think Bill gives them his truck, actually. Okay. He gives them his truck, and then also gives them, like, a hose to, like, siphon gas. Hmm. Um, so that, that's how that ends. Because then in the, in the next episode, episode four, um, <laughs> Ellie picks up those magazines, those, like, you know, 
hunk magazine or whatever the hell it is and you're just like why are the pages sticky or something like that, that, that that's like a direct yeah. scene from the game which you know very strongly suggests that bill is gay is kind of like the whole thing where you know and, and that you know that's kind of it's vaguely maybe suggested that he and frank were a couple in the game but yeah. they just kind of like drew that out a lot more in the show yeah but yeah yeah, yeah i mean um it was definitely you know a super well-written and yeah. acted episode um and yeah like i don't get really why people are <laughs> complaining so much about i mean just... ellie's the main character and she's gay yeah you know she's a I lesbian mean... so it's like if you didn't know that going in like you obviously know nothing about <laughs> the yeah, game real. or anything about it you know it's not hard to google search you know people yeah. <laughs> before you post a stupid comment yeah um yeah i i mean i do kind of agree i feel like I don't know if the like entire episode pretty much it was like maybe 95 percent of the episode that was their story yeah i feel uh, like they could have trimmed it up a little yeah. bit because it, it was kind of long like i was never bored no but at the same time it was still just like okay i mean it's like where's jo- joel and ellie you know <laughs> yeah i definitely yeah i agree with that yeah i i will say about this show is more i think it's a lot more emotional than the game because in the game like it's a game you know so you're mostly like you know, the, you're paying attention to the cutscenes, but you're also just kind of going like, you know, you, you kind of are on high alert the whole time because you're like shooting zombies, the whole, you know, whereas when you experience it as a TV show, you're just absorbing it as a story. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, it's just kind of different watching a video game cutscene, especially like one from, you know, several years ago and watching, you know, actual actors in yeah. a, you know. Which, yeah. not to say voice actors, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, there's a lot less that you can do with yeah. their faces, and especially 10 years ago in, in video games. Yeah. Um, so, like, all the emotional beats I felt hit a lot harder. Yeah. And, you know, like, yeah. So, uh, episode four was more them getting to Kansas City, and which was Philadelphia, in the, or Pittsburgh, I think, in the actual game. Um, but they changed it around for i think they just wanted like it was it had to do with their um where they were on their journey in the show yeah and that too um so there isn't a whole lot here but like what they have in this episode is like directly from the game like them fighting those um like freedom fighters basically the ones that overthrew fedra mm-hmm. um that whole scene and like then the, the the guy coming out in front of the truck and being like help you know and yeah. ellie's like you're gonna help him and joel's like hell no you know um so that that was all pretty cool and then we got to see a little more like they actually tried to flesh out the kansas city i don't know what they call themselves but the Re- rebels liberation yeah. force whatever insurgents <clears throat> yeah um so we have that one lady the leader i forget her name um kathleen yeah and her right hand man is perry played by jeffrey pierce who played tommy in the games yeah um which was kind of cool but they definitely fleshed that out um i think and i don't know i think like a lot of people didn't like kathleen as the leader of these people which i kind of feel like they missed the point like the craig um crap what's his name craig mazin um actually said like what he wanted to do was say like what if like your um kindergarten school teacher was like this ruthless leader of (laughs) which you know that is i I totally kind of got that where it's like she's very unassuming 
but just because she seems nice on the outside doesn't mean she's you know not kind of a terrible person um so i i did like all that development because in the game you don't really get much development from the bad guys they're just kind of like bullet fodder you know (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean that's um and i feel like we've touched on this on a couple of points now but i feel like that's really something that you can do a lot better in a show than you can in a video game because i feel like in um you know in a video game if you're constantly changing perspectives Mm -hmm. and just going to like third person or just somebody else's perspective entirely then it's really kind of jarring i guess so you kind of yeah for the most part always have to go from like the main character's perspective well yeah and it's a little hard to care because i know in the second game they kind of have you switching between like ellie and abby a decent amount and like you're kind of like i don't care when you're when when you're playing as abby you're like when do i get to play as ellie again you know yeah so there's kind of that whole thing you kind of don't you know whereas in in a show you kind of want to see your your antagonist to be more developed yeah whereas in the in the game you're like when do i get to kill them you know (laughs) kind of thing so um i I don't think there's a whole whole lot else to say about episode four um it was pretty good and it introduced some stuff um they they did change some stuff as in sam um was instead of just being like a traveler running away from them he was running he was like specifically running away because he betrayed kathleen's brother um so so i I guess that's technically episode five that we learn this and get to see sam and um what's his brother's name no sorry henry is the older one sam is the younger one okay um yeah so henry is um yeah, they they definitely gave him more. Like this episode was like half about him and Sam, and half you know with um, Joel and Ellie. Um, but I did like that they that they gave him more development than they did in the game. In the game, they just kind of showed up and were like, "Yep, we're running away, and we're kind of like you and Ellie," you know. But and then then you know things happen. Um, but in this, they have like kind of more, and they also give more of a reason why they're chasing after them because in the game it's just like these guys just want them dead because they hate them you know (laughs) whereas in the in the show there's more of a reason like kathleen really wants henry and they think you know joel and ellie kind of get mixed up in all of it you know and i feel like that makes more sense why they're chasing them down Mm -hmm. um but yeah and then in episode five like we get to see sam and ellie kind of having a friendship which in the game they were closer in age this is in the show it's more of like a brother sister dynamic whereas in the game it's more of like friends like they almost kind of suggest maybe they you know it it does seem like sam kind of likes ellie um in the game whereas in this you know he's a little young and they made him deaf which was just kind of like an idea they had to have him more dependent on henry um which i think it worked like it wasn't you know like this terrible change like i don't get when people get mad at like they change things it'll feel like a really yeah. nebula like it's kind of like it doesn't really matter either way you know yeah. it it doesn't change too much really when you think about it yeah i i honestly thought henry was his dad for like Did most you? of the time yeah, yeah until until i asked you afterwards i think oh, i didn't really? realize okay yeah or maybe at some point he said he's it in dead, the, but in he's the his, show. his yeah, brother yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean the, I feel like in the show the age difference is such that it That's seems like fair. yeah. Well, it's all it's, it's also kind of nebulous how old Henry is. That's true. Because in the game they make him look like thirty, but he's supposed to be younger. Because like Joel yeah. make Joel makes comments about him being young. Yeah. In the show, I feel like he could be anywhere from like you know twenty to like twenty five or something. It's kind of hard to tell. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. There, um, just it, it it was cool having them, you know, have somebody else. Which I feel like if you haven't played the game and you're like, oh, cool, they're gonna have companions for the rest of the show, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. And I was honestly kind of surprised what they did, but we'll t- we'll talk about that in a minute. That freaking scene in on that street on like that cul-de-sac was so cool because they they recreated that from the game so well Mm. the only real difference was there was less people like there was only one sniper shooting at them whereas in the game there's like a bunch of other lackeys helping him okay um which kind of helps with the gameplay aspect of it um and it was at night too which they changed in the game was during the day okay but that whole scene where joel is using the sniper to like pick off some of the um insurgents and the infected was like really well done really like they're directly from the game and yeah that, that whole scene where just all those freaking infected like there wasn't a whole lot of infected throughout the whole series but i feel like they just like reserved all of their budget for like that one yeah, scene yeah and all of their makeup budget it felt almost like the walking dead because of that many but you know more intense because the walking dead they're they are walking um whereas in that they're running at people and we even got a bloater which was really cool to see um him just like flipping people around and crap and they did the uh when when he got to perry he did the iconic like face rip thing you know that you get like in the game when when one of the bloaters catch you obviously he didn't throw spores because they don't have spores but yeah um that was really cool and then we have that weird like little girl infected yeah that was that took out kathleen that was yeah that yeah that was fun (laughs) it's just like i i feel like that little girl probably had like the most fun but like oh absolutely yeah when she was chasing ellie in the car and yeah that's like flipping over stuff yeah like she looked like she was a fluid she She did that was nuts yeah that was awesome yeah but then we have that awful part at the end where sam is bitten whereas in the game he doesn't tell anybody. He just asks Ellie, like, do you think when people are infected that they're still inside? Um, yeah. You know, and Ellie's like, oh, no, but I feel like she just like doesn't want to believe that they are. But in the game, he doesn't tell anybody. He just stays in that in that room and like look, looks at his bite wound. Whereas in the show, he actually shows Ellie and she tries to save him, you know, by giving, you know, which what, when that happened, when she kind of like just put her blood on his wound, I was like, I don't think that's gonna work, is it? Yeah. I, I, I was a little like, is it's that also a good way to get AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like probably at least their concerns, honestly. But yeah, for real, um, it'd probably be kind of a relief for some people who are like, oh wow, I'm gonna die soon, yay. Um, but yeah, I, I was thinking like, is this show really just gonna make it that easy? Like she can just kind of like cure people with that, um. But no, they didn't, which I thought was, you know, yeah. I, not not exactly good because Sam got, you know, infected. But at the same time, it's like, I think it made the most sense. Yeah. And we have the scene, scene pretty much shot for shot from the game where she attacks, where Sam attacks Ellie. And then Henry ends up shooting Sam. Yeah. And I feel like they kind of fleshed out Henry and Sam's relationship more in the show. So I felt like even though I knew it was going to happen, it happened exactly the same way to the game. I was still more impacted by, you know, like I felt more like what Henry was probably feeling, you know, I was like, oh shit, you know, it was just, yeah, it was just a lot heavier, I think, than the actual game. Yeah, I didn't remember that that happened, yeah. honestly. Um, and yeah, when she like woke up in the morning and yeah, kind of funny. he was just like chilling there. Yeah. It's like the most contemplative yeah. zombie mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, yeah, and then he 
Um, yeah, then he attacked her, and mm -hmm. Henry had to... I didn't know... Yeah, I didn't remember that that happened, and I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah. I remember, like, play... Like, so... <laughs> I keep thinking, like, I'm gonna, like... Which I still might, but I keep th 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 thinking, like, I kind of want to show this to my mom. Just because, like, it's so good, you know? But then, like, when I was, I was playing the game, I was like, oh, shit, I keep forgetting how depressing this is. You know, you know? <laughs> like, everything, yeah. and it's like, he's like, oh, he shoots his brother, then offs himself. You're like, oh, shit, yeah. that's heavy. <laughs> yeah, me too. I It's like con it's like a constant stream of just bad stuff happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in a similar boat. My, my mom really liked The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. And, you know, plenty of messed up stuff happens in that show, too. Yeah. But... Um, I'm still kind of like... It's not as much of a constant stream of depression. I don't feel like it is, necessarily. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it helps that there's like 18 seasons and they spread it out. Yeah. Whereas this is just like a lot in one whole... <laughs> is that show finally finishing? Or... Yeah, I think it's. I think they finished it okay. this past year. I think on season 11. Yeah. Anyway. A few seasons too long. But yeah, so... Yeah, so episode 6, we finally get Joel and um, Tommy reuniting. Um, there's like that one scene they added, which what I, I do really find interesting about this, which wasn't in the game at all, is they show Joel kind of having panic attacks, yeah. um, which is interesting, which kind of suggests that, you know, he's a little less emotionally distant than he was, like he's a little less shut off, um, than he was at the beginning of the show. Um, but we get to see Tommy and Maria in Jackson, which they did, they only showed Jackson in, in the second game. In the first game, their their whole group was at a like a power plant, and they were trying to fix it. So I kind of like the change where they introduced Jackson in this in this uh, first season, as opposed to waiting till like season two, because um, I think it's really cool to just show like, oh yeah, there's actually a society here that's actually thriving. You know, yeah. it's actually like a kind of a nice place to live. It's not that you know, it's not really that rustic even like there's you know it's it's kind of a mix of like farming and like the, but they have electricity and yeah. like tvs and lights and everything you know yeah. i thought that was cool to see this this early on um so i thought that whole thing was cool it was cool to see tommy and um joel reunited again but also kind of seeing their like differences kind of like why they kind of don't always get along you know, there's, it seems like Tommy, you know, is trying to move on and live a better life, whereas Joel is just kind of stuck. You know, it seems, it seems like he never really moved on from his daughter dying, Yeah. you know, and he just kind of resorted to a life of violence, mm -hmm. whereas Tommy's trying to get out of that and he's having a baby and everything. And yeah. um, I thought that was really cool in that one scene with Joel and Ellie where Ellie is like, you know, you're just you're leaving me, you know, what the, that that scene was like really well done it was di directly from the game mm -hmm. again which was really cool but i think there was even some parts of it that were a little better than the scene from the game um just like some of the small inflections of the small like um line changes um that was ri really good and then th and then they end you know they they end up writing off together obviously I was kind of wondering, like, if they were going to show that much. They showed a lot more than I expected. Like, they actually showed them getting to the university, mm -hmm. um, yeah. <clears throat> where, which was supposed to be their final destination. When I, when I was playing the game, I thought that this was the, the, the end of the game. But, you know, there's not a whole lot. You know, there's just, like, monkeys and, and giraffes, which, yeah, the giraffes were actually at that university in the game as opposed to the end. But um, then Joel gets stabbed, which... 
Yeah, they definitely changed that from the game, which I wasn't expecting. Like, they did have those guys show up, which like, okay, yeah, this is, like, the game. But then instead of having them, like, have this big fight and then having Joel, you know, fall, basically, from a two-story balcony and landing on a piece of rebar yeah. <laughs> and just getting stabbed through, they had him just get stabbed with a baseball bat, which I feel like is enough. Like, in real life, sure. like, yeah. he probably just would have died from falling onto that rebar. Yeah. And they had to have Ellie, you know, kind of half-carrying him out of there, and it was just kind of... Yeah. Not that realistic if you're not, you know. Yeah. So were were the in the game were the guys who they fight still the people yes. from the okay. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean it makes the sense team. that it would be a smaller group cuz like if yeah. you're I, I don't know, it's like it makes sense that, that would be a a smaller group um that mm-hmm. they like sent to go exploring instead of, you know, a billion people that you yeah end up killing in a video game. I mean, it it seems like yeah, it it doesn't seem like that many, but they just keep coming. There's yeah. like waves of them in the game. You're like, oh my god, you yeah. know. So yeah, I think it made more sense. There's only like four, and then yeah, and you know, it was yeah, that was, and then they managed to escape on the horse, but then Joel falls off, and then the next episode is more of an adaptation of the Left Behind DLC. Mm-hmm. We see a little bit. I I I kind of wish there was a little more of Ellie, like trying to save Joel in like the, you know, I don't, not modern day, but you know, in like the now, yeah, the present, there we go. Um, It it was mostly that left behind DLC story, which I thought they adapted super, super well. And they even gave Ellie a little more backstory, like kind of showed her in the Fedra school and kind of how she has a lot of promise there. And they even had that part where Riley didn't really have any promise, which was why she left. They, they really fleshed that out more and really fleshed out more Riley with the fireflies too. Cause she had like this whole plan with these pipe bombs and she had this mission. She was obviously supposed to, you know, uh, go through with that. They didn't really touch on too much in the game. But other than that, it was very much, very much a faithful adaptation to the DLC um besides the fact that there was only really one infected as opposed to like a whole swarm of them in the game where you're like just killing a yeah. bunch and running away and stuff um and the thing is i kind of because also in the left behind dlc there's more of those guys from the university that follow you and really? so while yeah so while joel she she actually takes joel to a mall um which i think is kind of supposed to be like a, the parallels there yeah. And she basically locks him into one of the stores and goes to, there's like this um, army medic helicopter that crashed through the ceiling and she's going over and she tries to get like a first aid kit from there. But at the same time, she has to fight a bunch of infected as well as a bunch of guys from the university that followed them basically. Mm-hmm. So like, there's like this really, it's honestly some of the most fun gameplay of the whole game, I think is that whole mall sequence um, towards the end of the DLC. But it's also, I feel like it kind of would have been hard to adapt because you know, there were so many infected and so many guys, it wouldn't really make a whole lot of sense that there's more guys. There's like 18 more guys you got to kill, you know, but it still would have been cool to see her have to do a little more than just like running upstairs to like grab some stitches, you know? Um, But other than that, I thought it was a really good episode. Like the only thing I probably would have changed. Yeah. So in the game, is it a, I don't quite remember is all of that like her caring for Joel and everything is that in the DLC or how much does it actually show in the game so what happens in the game is pretty much imagine episode 7 was taken out and it just goes from 6 to 8 
and then seven takes place like at the end you know so it's pretty much like joel gets injured he falls on the rebar they manage to escape yeah. She manages to, to, to get him to a house and like lay, lays him down, uh, you know, on like a mattress or something. And then it skips like three weeks okay. and she's out hunting, which gotcha. is where episode eight picks up. She's yeah. out hunting where in the game you, you use a bow and arrow in the show. She had a rifle. I'm not really yeah. sure if there's a reason for that change, but I feel like the rifle works a little better. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, she meets David and James, which, oh, well, I, actually, I'm pretty sure it starts out, they actually kind of flesh out their little weird community more, where, mm-hmm. you know, David is kind of a self-appointed pastor, and, like, it seems like they're kind of having a funeral, which you learn later is yeah. the dad of that kid, but is also the guy that Joel killed. Yeah. Um, And, you know, he seems like a nice guy at first, which I think they did a pretty good job. The only thing is, I'd already played the game, so I knew he wasn't sure. a good guy, but I think the game arguably does a better job i think maybe because i've already you know i played the game before i saw the show but the game does a super good job of you really liking david i think partially because you also have gameplay with him like ellie and him have to team up and fight a bunch of infected which they didn't do in the show um which i kind of wish they might have done that in the show i wouldn't i kind of would have liked to see that but I think yeah. it still worked with just them having that conversation. You know, he he was still able yeah. to kind of win Ellie over a little bit just yeah. by them talking. And then he's like, actually, you know, but we know that, you know, you're some some of our guys went missing killed by some crazy guys with a little girl, you know. And then James comes in with James is played by um, Troy Baker. Yeah. Who? Yeah. He was obviously well, not maybe not obvious to everybody, but he was he played the voice of Joel and did the motion capture for Joel for the original game. Well, for, for both games. And he's he's done a lot of other voice work, but um, and yeah, he he also hosts like the companion podcast for this show, which is a very good podcast. I would definitely suggest listening to it because he he sits down with the creators every episode, and they just kind of talk about you know the episode, but also like the changes from the game, like why they made certain decisions, which was kind of cool. But I think he did a really good job. Like he's, I feel like he should be in more, like you know, like as in in live action stuff. Yeah, because he's a really good like actor, you know, like yeah. live action actor. I think you know yeah. he should be in more stuff because he could he's and he can do so much with his voice. He's one of those voice actors that can just change their voice so much. Like even his normal voice compared to Joel's is crazy. Like you you see some of the behind the scenes and you're like that voice shouldn't really be coming out of <laughs> that guy's face, yeah. you know. It's always wild when that. Yeah, it's 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 kind of cool. I kind of yeah. wish he would do more like live action like character uh roles you know where he has like gets to do fun stuff with his voice but it's live action you know but yeah then we have that whole thing the whole um cannibal christian cult thing whatever <laughs> which i what i i was kind of wondering like are they gonna play it safe and not have them be cannibals and stuff but i was very satisfied with what they did because this is probably my favorite sequence from the game my favorite part to play through and it was just, I thought it was really interesting part of the game. I think they did a really good job adapting it. <clears throat> yeah. um, I think they even made David a little worse than I think they did, in yeah. the game because they, they, they also sh- made him a bit of a like pedophile. That was kind of suggested in the game, but they make it worse during like that one certain scene where he's yeah. like, you know, <laughs> attacking Ellie. It's a little, you know, like, all right, I like the fighting. Yeah. Uh, and then he, yeah. he smacked the crap out of that one girl. Yeah. Oh, that was not, yeah. They like at the beginning of the show, you're not really clear. Like it could be a cult or it could just be like, he could just be a good guy. 
And then he just straights up, just like, bam, just smacks her and is like, you may think you don't have a father, but you'll always have a father and don't, you better not <laughs> disrespect him when he's talking. You're like, ah, okay. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's that kind of situation. Um, so yeah, that was, they definitely fleshed him out in the way that he's a worse person <laughs> yeah. than, you know, but that, yeah, just that whole thing with Ellie, her, you know, her being in the cage and their conversation there, I think was very much like the game, but they also added stuff to it, which made it even better. Mm-hmm. And like that scene, like pretty much the whole sequence where they try to kill her, they try to like, you know, chop her up and, mm-hmm. you know, she says like, oh, I'm infected. And then she kills James. And then there's that whole sequence in that steakhouse turned you know town hall type thing um which they did a really good job adapting um i think like the really only only difference really is it lasts a little longer in the game and he was using a machete instead of like a cleaver it's like really the only differences so i think they did a super good job um and the only other difference is joel shows up like as she's like (laughs) carving uh carving of david's face yeah whereas in the show it's maybe a little more like i i, th- I think they even said the showrunner even said like well how did joel even get in the building <laughs> in 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 the game so that they, yeah. they they just had him showed up which i thought that scene was super super good where you know she's just like so like you know lost emotionally yeah. and she's just really messed up and he's there like you know, he didn't really save her like from David, but he, you know, he did save her as in was there to support her. Yeah. And it, in the game, does does it switch between their perspectives where like Joel's fighting through a bunch of people? Yeah. Is that... Okay. I thought yeah, it does. Yeah. Which I, yeah, they did do that in the show too, which was cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And they, well, that's, that's true. I kind of forgot. And they adapted that one scene. I wasn't sure they did where he just straight up like tortures those guys yeah. and then just like kills them. <laughs> I'm like, oh damn, okay. They they really like anything in the game that was intense. They showed in the show. They they didn't pull yeah. any punches, which I really appreciate. Yeah, and um, I feel like the got a segue for you. I feel like the... <laughs> oh god. No, I mean, we don't have to move on from this episode no. yet, but I feel no, like good. the quintessential yeah thing of that is yeah like the last episode yes, which you know, yeah, I'm fine going into that. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I'm going to get my one critique out of the way and then we can just pr- proceed to, you know, lavishing praises upon it. But um, my only critique is it felt a little bit rushed compared to the yeah. rest of the episodes for some reason. I think they just didn't have as much to do. They did add the whole thing with her mom, which I thought was really cool. But I felt like I, I wish they had done like what the first episode did and just flesh things out more and like ha- maybe add more development or something. To, to stuff so that it just didn't feel like a beat for beat ending of the game which i know it sounds weird criticizing it for doing you know a beat for beat adaptation of the game which is kind of what you want but at that point i was kind of hoping they were going to change a few things to kind of make it a little bit surprising for, for people who had played the game but it was pretty much exactly like the game for the most part which you know it's not like an actual criticism but i kind of wish they'd done a little bit more i guess sure uh, i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean it, it definitely did definitely did feel really short yeah i feel like um i i did like you know what they did with with ellie's mom mm-hmm. i thought that was interesting and it was ashley johnson who plays ellie yeah that yeah, was that, that was, was really, really cool. cool yeah um and she also did a yeah job yeah for action. real yeah like, yeah I mean, yeah I don't she, know. she 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 has done like a lot of smaller role like she's been in tv shows and she was like in the avengers (laughs) she was like a waitress in the avengers and like she's on tv at one point is going like captain america saved my life you know 
Oh, I, I actually, yeah, you I remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. supposed to be like a teenager or something. Yeah. Or yeah. just like a really young woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's funny. I remember exactly what that's. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, Memory's a funny thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, But yeah, I, I felt like that um was really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And they kind of showed why Ellie's immune. Immune, yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's interesting. I don't yeah. know if that's how... <laughs> biology works but no it's no it's not, <laughs> it's it's definitely but, not yeah no. it was um yeah i thought it was interesting though but at least they they tried to give it give a reason you know instead yeah. of just like oh she's just special you know yeah right and is there in the game is there an implied connection between marlene and ellie's yes. mom or yes there okay. it, there's it, it's mentioned there's like a note with anna and like she or is her name anna what's her name it's and it's, it's definitely not Abby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Anna. Um, she also leaves Ellie a note, which you get to read and stuff. So like you, you do know who Anna is, as right. in, you know. And there is definitely a connection between Mar Marlene and Anna suggested, because she she does, as in the show, Marlene tells Ellie straight up, like I took you to Fedra when you were a baby. Whereas in in the game, she doesn't actually say that until the end where joel you know she's telling joel you know like oh yeah we're gonna have to kill her um you know she she doesn't really so it's they definitely flesh that whole relationship out more and apparently they don't even really say it so much in the show but according to the to neil Druckmann, they're supposed to be kids i mean friends since they were kids pretty much they're supposed to have like grown up together so kind of gives more of a per you know kind of more of a um development to their um friendship and relationship and everything but yeah and yeah so giraffes no <laughs> I, I was a little disappointed in that episode at, at, at the college where the giraffes weren't in it I remember and i was that. like because i was like that's that'd be super cool to see in live action and then then they actually showed it i was like oh yay you know yeah. that, that he saved it for the end which i feel like it kind of fits better at the end because there's a little like something a little nice but between almost getting brutalized by yeah. cannibals uh it, well a cannibal pedophile and <laughs> and then you know having the whole firefly massacre so there's you know like a little more of a yeah a bit of a space to breathe you know and they actually and the giraffes look super good because it was a real giraffe right i mean it, it was definitely a mix like there was definitely That's some fair. shots where it was cg but it still looked really good yeah. but I, I remember watching it and i was like wow that looks like that the cgi is really freaking good and i'm like well it's because it's not you know yeah. uh which i thought was pretty cool that they actually used a real giraffe yeah well i, I feel like the best special effects are yeah. usually a mix yeah ab- absolutely i think yeah yeah i th- i think so too just like have practical stuff and then just touch it up with cgi or something yeah because making stuff straightly like directly out of cgi can be hit or miss definitely (laughs) um even when it looks good you can usually tell it's not real you know yeah um something in our brains just yeah just kind of like that's not it that that, that's not real but yeah but then then we have joel which i don't think was in the game where he talks about he tried to kill himself (laughs) um and you know they they have like that like kind of touching moment you know where he says you know she says something about time healing all wounds and he says like it wasn't time you know yeah. she's like oh wow and then they get flash banged um <laughs> yeah i is that kind of how it happened in the game is it like really sudden that they kind of get 
found by I'm having a hard time remembering. I think it was kind of sudden. Okay. It definitely yeah, they definitely the fireflies definitely attacked them. They didn't just show up and not knock at the front door like we're here, you know, because yeah. Joel did get he did get knocked out and he did wake up in a hospital bed yeah. and Marlene standing there like, yeah, we're prepping her for surgery, you know, and he's like, oh, what surgery? And then she's like, well, we got to cut up her brain and <laughs> take it out, you know, so there's that whole thing. And I think what's kind of interesting between the I guess the relationships, the 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 difference in relationship that Marlene and Ellie and Joel and Ellie have is Marlene is kind of the closest thing she has to a mom that's, you know, who's alive because she like, kind of took her and took care of her when she was a little kid. But at the same time, she just kind of passed her off. So she didn't really raise her. She just brought her to fed to like the Fedra school or camp or whatever, whatever, whatever they were and just kind of passed her off. Cause really Marlene's first like priority and goal and purpose is the fireflies and furthering, you know, their goal and also, you know, the, the goal of making a cure whereas at this point joel like even though they've only been together for you know a few months um probably like six months at this point um they still have much more of a connection much more of a bond and i think a lot of that is joel's joel's journey you know he pretty much just kind of like adopts her you know as his daughter because he already kind of had like a daughter shaped hole in his heart kind of thing you know he just kind of like you know and so at this point his really his only purpose is protecting ellie whereas her purpose is like you know she's okay sacrificing ellie for her bigger priority which is you know fireflies and you know you could say all of humanity potentially but um yeah so there's that. So you would think that, you know, when Marlene explains to Joel, like, well, you know, like I knew her mom, yada, yada, you know, like this is as hard as hard for me, which I don't think it is really that they're, I think they're just different people, but also Joel is like lost so much. And yeah. I think he blames himself a lot that he wasn't able to, you know, save Sarah. And, you know, he's thinking like, there's no way in hell that I'm going to let that happen again. Yeah. You know, so at that point, he just like kind of shuts off like any sort of thoughts besides saving Ellie, you know, and anything in his way is going to just get mowed down. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things that I feel like people have been debating, yeah, debating for, for forever. For, it's like the, yeah. um, I don't know, I guess just like the morals of his decision. and Right. Which I don't think. I mean, I th- think debate you know debating it is fun and cool and everything but i don't like think that's really the point to really try and because there really isn't like a good answer here you know there isn't really a cut a cut and dry like well they should have done this or should have done that you know for me personally i think they should have just given ellie a choice you know i think the fireflies were just like well screw her choice we're, we're just gonna do it no matter what and joel was like again screw her choice i'm gonna save her you know yeah. whereas i think they both just should have let her you know if she wanted to sacrifice herself you know um but you know obviously would have taken away the whole you know more moral dilemma of it yeah um but i think also another theme too is like you know at this point is humanity even really worth saving like, is it really worth, you know, sacrificing this character, you know, and in this case, like, the, 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 this person Joel loves, you know, for <laughs> such a fucked up world? Like, how do you even, like, even if they made a cure, like, how do you come back from everything? You yeah. know, like, how, how, like, I feel like everybody is either, everyone that's still alive is either terrible 
or even if they're like good people, they've done so many terrible things and they, you know, because they've had to, to survive, you know, it's like, I feel like Jackson is the closest thing to like a civilized area and they're doing okay, even with the infected, you know? So it's like, how would you even, what would you even do if there was a cure? You know, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of wondering that. Yeah. The, there are so many what ifs anyway, like mm-hmm. if it doesn't even work, then right. well, bam, you just kill yeah, a little you just girl. Kill a little girl. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's no way that you could like effectively distribute yeah. like a cure or anything like that. And it's mm-hmm. not like it's going to bring back the people who are already infected. They're right. far gone. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, yeah, I get, and people could still get killed by the infected that are still around. Yeah, you know, that doesn't Just stop that. Yeah, so. yeah, right. Yeah. Or which I I wish they had done more of this. Well, I, I I guess they did in this show. What I find also very unique about this show is the zombies have no qualms with just beating people to death instead of you know eating their brains. Yeah. Um. Like, they do that a lot in the game, where, like, if you die to one of them, they'll just jump on top of you and bang, 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 you know, just, like, gorilla punch you to death, which I think is kind of a unique aspect to this world of Infected. Yeah. But... In the in the game, this is just, like, a small gameplay thing, I guess, but do the Infected ever try and just, like, bite you, and then it's just, like, game over instantly if you're Joel? Or... Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, you you usually if it's just a normal attack, they'll like swipe at you, but if but if you die, they'll usually like bite into your neck or something oh, okay. in like, you know, like a death cut scene. Yeah, okay. So, and I mean, kind of same thing with Ellie though, too, cuz you know, they still kick kill you by yeah, chomping your artery, you know. Yeah, so, sure. but yeah, let's let's talk about that sequence which is obviously a lot shorter in the series than it is in the game but just that whole you know firefly massacre which i think in the game or in the series they make it a lot more i guess horrific than they do i feel like in the game because i feel like when i was playing the game i was just so focused on not dying (laughs) you know that you're just like mowing down these people and there's no real moment to think oh my god did i just kill somebody trying to shoot me you know um whereas in the actual show you know you see him just like mowing down people who are like you know throwing their guns down and he's just like i'm not taking any chances just like caps him you know and like they don't make it like a john wick style you know super choreographed scene they make it more of a like anakin assaulting the temple type scene you know um then they even like do close-ups of some of the like the dead people's faces and stuff and like the music in the background yeah there's almost like a certain amount of like inevitability to it Mm -hmm. like he's just the flip or the switch has been flipped yeah he's killing everybody yeah it's happening yeah and it's like oh Damn. Right, which, which they've shown a lot of times throughout the series, like that side yeah. of Joel, but I feel like this is the most... I feel like this is the Joel that they keep mentioning, that he and Tommy, like what what they were like. Um, yeah. Just very violent, just like killing, just like killing people without discretion kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and they obviously kind of made a big deal about him killing the surgeon. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> which I feel like was very close to the game. The only difference is in the game the surgeon goes like, I'm not going to let you take her. And he just like walks up to him and just like grabs his arm and just stabs him with his own scalpel gotcha. instead of just like, which I think like they, like, like they accomplished the same goal. Um, little trivia. Apparently uh, the voice actress, Laura Bailey plays one of the um, nurses. Yeah. In the, in, in that scene, which apparently she did in the game too. 
Um, and that's actually how she and Neil Druckmann kind of met, and she plays Abby in The Last of Us 2. Okay. Um, so that's kind of interesting. I doubt she'll play Abby in the second season, but she's definitely yeah. too old and doesn't, you know, look like she's on steroids. Yeah. So she have to add like a hundred pounds of muscle. Yeah. Right. And probably like another yeah. like six inches of height. Yeah. 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 That's that's something that I just thought about as well. Is like, um, I kind of doubt, you know, with um the doctor being so important. I forget his name. I feel like they. I don't. Know, they don't even the say. Oh yeah, in the second game, maybe. But, um, anyway, Abby's dad, the surgeon guy. Yeah. Um, just like how important he is, being you know somebody who's still living, who was yeah you know, trained in that right. profession. There probably aren't that many like surgeons. Yeah. And, left. And um, I kind of feel like Marlene probably had to like. This was a long time in the planning, you know. Oh, like she yeah, she had yeah. Ellie made sure she was safe and has mm -hmm. been planning for like years to make this happen. Yeah, probably. Who knows how long she's known the surgeon guy, but like, yeah. you know, um, this has probably been like, you know, something that she has been waiting for for a long time. And then you just kind of realize that Joel just comes through and just yeah. like a train just wrecks it all. Like, yeah. In, you know, 20 minutes yeah. or so. Well, I think she didn't actually know that Ellie was immune until she actually got bit when she and Riley were in the mall, but they were probably yeah. working on a cure for years before that, yeah. which that surgeon was probably part of that. Sure. So That's yeah, true. that is probably true, but you know, still, it's still been at least six months, you know, if not a year since Ellie got bit. Um, that is something I forgot to mention. I kind of wish they had shown more because I felt like the DLC with, you know, Riley and Ellie, I kind of wish they'd shown more than just them, you know, sitting there waiting to turn. I kind of like, I know this sounds more, but I kind of wish they'd shown her start to turn and Ellie have to, you know, because I'm very much a kind of like show, don't tell kind of person. I like to see things. So I kind of wish they'd shown a little more than, than, than the DLC did in that mm. show. But we do get to see Ellie, I think, describing it more to Joel at the very end of this episode. Um, whereas in the game, she just kind of says like, she kind of just alludes, I think, to her having to shoot Riley. She doesn't just straight up say she did, yeah. which... Kind of speaking of that whole conversation, I kind of feel like the worst thing Joel did was lie to Ellie about that whole thing, you know, because really, you know, if Joel's whole purpose was saving Ellie, Ellie's whole purpose was, you know, being the immune one and being able to save, you know, humanity. So he kind of took that away from her, you know, to save her life. But still, you know, he didn't really give her a choice. You know, yeah. neither Fireflies or, you know, Joel did. And then he lies about it. And it's kind of obvious that he lies. And it seems like Ellie probably knows that he lied, but she doesn't really want to believe it. Or she can't believe it. You know, she just, you know, just kind of has to choose to accept, you know, what he said. Yeah. And that is exactly how the game ends, too, which I think is a really good ending. The way, you know, she's like, swear to me. What you saw, like, everything you said was true. And he says, I swear. And then it's like, okay. And then it ends. That's exactly how the game ends. And I'm really glad that they ended like that. Yeah. Though I kind of was hoping they would show a little more, like the first, the sorry, the second game starts with like a flashback. I was kind of hoping maybe they might show a little bit of that flashback now, instead of you know in the second season. But you know, whatever. It, it, it would have kind of ruined the ending though. So yeah. Um, we've we've mentioned this a couple of times at this point, but still just kind of surprised how how much they stuck to their guns on yeah so many of these things that happened i mean definitely yeah it's hbo they're yeah 
not gonna um, which uh, honestly a surprisingly small amount of boobs <laughs> nudity in an hbo show were there any really only like that dead corpse in like indonesia when they showed like the first oh, infected person yeah, which is that. like you know yeah. you know is that even really uh right <clears throat> yeah well i mean i guess all the nudity in the games isn't actually nudity there isn't really any that i can think of yeah i mean that it's just implied but that doesn't stop hbo from adding you know that kind of stuff so <laughs> no i'm glad that they didn't though that would have been no, kind of sure. like random <laughs> yeah. yeah so if you had to give it like an out of 10 what would you give it oh i didn't think i'm putting you on a spot yeah (laughs) i know i kind of hate that because it's like it's so hard like i usually give a rating then i'm like but wait a minute i gave this a different rating so how's that compare you know yeah yeah um yeah i mean i won't overthink it too much i'd say i'd say an eight or nine out of ten okay somewhere in there yeah i was i was gonna say nine because it's like near perfect there's like very minor changes that i would have made but I mean, a nine out of ten is almost perfect. So you know, it's yeah, it's like nothing's perfect. I don't think I've ever seen anything that I would have given a perfect ten, because that's yeah. just not feasible. You know, there's yeah. nothing's perfect. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was really it, it was like the closest to perfect that a video game adaptation has gotten before. Yeah, which I think helps because the story isn't really it's not a typical video game story. That's very true. Which I think PlayStation exclusives do a really good job of. Yeah, they have a lot of really story based games. You yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, there are a lot of games that are very difficult to adapt because it's just yes. so much about the gameplay, right? Which is kind of like the Halo series, where yeah. it's so much gameplay, but yeah. then they also added a bunch of weird stuff <laughs> to, the, to the show. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I promised I wouldn't get into it. So. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, we'll probably make yeah. a whole another podcast about just that. <laughs> yeah. Um. And it would be like the most negative thing. Yeah, it'd just so. be like, yeah, just totally <laughs> shitting on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, yeah, no, I, it definitely helps that you know there are so many story beats that you can can go through. So many mm-hmm. um, things that aren't just like gameplay important things that happen. Yeah, um, throughout the game. So yeah, but you know, definitely they still did a great job of mm-hmm. nailing all the themes and the actors were incredible. And I feel like they added a lot to the the characters yeah um i think i think all of their performances did a lot i know there were a lot of misgivings over um bella ramsey Mm -hmm. at first i don't know if there still are honestly i haven't seen too much i think just only from trolls you know i mean i I thought she did great you know it was she doesn't look exactly like ellie from the game but like she i think she like emulates her character and like almost perfectly you know while having her own kind of twist to it so before we wrap up just talk a little briefly about say season two and how that's going to go so obviously they're going to adapt the last of us part two the second game but in a recent interview with gq craig mazin said yeah that the both mazin and Druckmann said that it's going to be more than one season um how do you feel about that because <laughs> uh, like it does have a, like a more complex and longer story the second game i think it could be fit into two seasons i probably wouldn't go more than two you know two like nine or ten episode seasons but yeah what do you think yeah i mean um so of course again for reference i i haven't played um the second game yeah i'm playing it now but i'm, playing I'm, it right I'm, now. I'm not that far into it yet, yeah yet. you you just reached seattle it sounded like right yeah yeah okay i mean from what i remember i I feel like it could definitely be 
two seasons pretty mm-hmm. comfortably. Um, I'm curious though, with like, if they'll take a similar approach, I guess, to, you know, the mm-hmm. first season, because, you know, with the first season, it probably could have been longer if they, sure. you know, included more things from the game. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if they'll have, you know, more additions or more flashbacks or how they'll approach that. Cause if they, you know, I feel like if they approach it similarly to similarly to how they did with the first game, then it, I don't know how they would flush out two seasons, I guess. Yeah, I, I think it shouldn't go more than like two. Like they're being kind of vague about how many seasons it's going to be, but I think more than two would be like kind of stretching it. Yeah, um, I think so. But I can definitely see it being to like two parts, considering there's so much that happens in the second game. And I think there are a few changes I hope they make. Like I feel like I hope they make more changes to this second season than they did, you know, with the first season. I think just because there was definitely some in some areas some sloppier writing, or uh, I don't know if I say sloppier writing, but just you know some interesting decisions that I probably would change a little bit to be, I don't know, better, <laughs> you yeah. know, in the actual live action adaptation. Yeah, I feel like they they kind of pulled a, a Ryan Johnson of the Star Wars <laughs> series in yeah in some of the stories in some of it yeah. Um, where they were, you know, maybe just trying to kind of subvert expectations for the yeah. purpose of certain themes that they were trying yeah. to reinforce. Which I think the game did a perfect job subvert the subverting expectations while still being like damn near perfect for the first one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there there's stuff like you you know, like you kind of expect Joel to come in and save Ellie from David, but he doesn't. You yeah. know, you 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 don't you kind of expect somewhat of a happy-ish ending when they get to the fireflies and oh boy, well we got to kill her and then Joel kills everybody, you know um yeah Yeah. no that's for sure and i don't know um i mean again like i didn't play the game so maybe it doesn't um you know maybe if you play it and experience it firsthand it's you have a different reaction but i didn't entirely dislike the second game at all I, I, you know, I don't necessarily think they should have killed off Joel in the first, like, 45 minutes or so. Yeah, he's hardly in it. That's... Yeah, it, it, that part of it definitely sucks. I think if he's in it for at least a good, you know, two episodes of season two, I feel like his death would be a little bit more like, okay, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like, you know, you kind of teased us with him being in it the whole season or, you know, because, like, there's no inclination that he's going to die in the first in the in the second game and then all of a sudden he just gets brutalized you know i feel like they could soften that a bit by having him be in it a decent amount before he dies you know and give a little more give him stuff to do (laughs) yeah he just sort of they spend so much time on ellie and abby in the first like act that you hardly see joel at all yeah and yeah, and I, I feel like all of the stuff that happens in Seattle, from what I remember, is, is really interesting. Mm-hmm. All the stuff yeah. with, like, the Civil War, or I guess just war that's mm-hmm. going on yeah. between the two different factions and some really interesting things happening there. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I can't say that I particularly like Abby at all as a character. Yeah. And they try and make her a bit of a sympathetic, yeah. like, villain I but guess. it doesn't work super well and and yeah they make you play as her yeah. right after she kills joel or not right after but, but you know actually like yeah yeah and it's just it's hard to yeah yeah it's i feel like if they flesh her out more from the beginning 
and just because I feel like it, any of the sympathetic stuff that happens to her character is after she is after she kills Joel, and it's so kind of like forced. Yeah, that it's like, yeah, like you 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 really want her to die in the end, and then yeah. then she doesn't. And it feels like a letdown. Yeah, it's um, like it's like the first thing you see her do is kill the dude who. Yeah, with a freaking golf club, she just yeah. goes to work on him for like ten minutes. Yeah, she like she like kneecaps with a shotgun. Yeah. And... And it's like, yeah, okay, so he's uh, he's done awful things, but at the same time, he's like, you still really like his character. Yeah, you, you know, you spent the entire game with him. You you care mm-hmm. about him, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and then they just it's go just... and off him with a character that you know you yeah. know or care. Nothing they about. set you up to hate her, yeah, and then afterwards they try to make you like her, and it does not work at all. Yeah, at least it's... for most people, you know. I, know. I think with some decent like you know some changes they definitely could make it work in a second season yeah and i really do hope they do make those changes or else yeah. it's definitely not going to be as good of a season i don't think yeah and I, I feel like they and we we've touched on this a bit i feel like they made a lot of really good changes in the yeah the first season yeah that, exactly you know i mean maybe all of those things weren't exactly divisive things like mm-hmm. they are for the second game so that might be a bit more tough but yeah like i feel they're... like if they make more changes, I think they yeah. could make season two better. Yeah, yeah and I, I feel like most people would be on board with some changes anyway, so... Yeah, because it's not so much like the story itself necessarily is bad, it's just the way they go about it. I think so. Um, I think if they, yeah, if they definitely change some stuff around, it could be way better. Yeah. But I guess we'll see what happens. It's probably not going to start filming for another year, so... <laughs> you know. While, yeah. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of people are talking about Brent... I'm seeing Brent Brendan Fraser in here. I almost said a lot of people are talking about recasting Brendan Fraser in season two. He was yeah he he played Ellie. Um, <laughs> uh, a lot of people are talking about recasting Bella Ramsey at least when season two was first announced. Um, but that doesn't seem to be the case at all. Which I feel like, I mean, she's gonna be a little older when they start filming anyway. She's probably gonna look a little older, but I feel like they're definitely gonna have to use some makeup or something to make her look older because she's supposed to be you know four years older. Yeah. After the you know for like she is nineteen now, which is I think a little older than Ellie is in the first or in the in the second game, but she still looks like she's twelve, you know like you know. yeah so yeah I mean that and and that's the thing I don't really even feel like they're necessarily aging her down and like you know when you see not, like interviews of her like she not really <laughs> she she looks you know apparently they like bound her chest which is like pretty much the only thing they did I think and okay. maybe didn't use any makeup i think was probably the more the choice they went and then you know to be fair the second game there is kind of a drastic change from just four years between you know which i feel like happens for some people but not everybody yeah. looks that different from you know 14 to 18 yeah you know um in the game she almost seems more like 20 20s you know yeah so i feel like she's not going to seem as old as she did in the second game but i think they can definitely do that pull that off you know yeah um but yeah yeah i mean i think it'll definitely be interesting to to see what they do Mm -hmm. um and i'm curious to think what you or curious to hear what you think of the game once you finish it right yeah yeah i because i never like i i I know the beginning and the end but i never actually watched it all the way through yeah um so it it is almost like playing a brand new game for me so it's been pretty interesting and honestly i feel like the gameplay is more fun so far in the second game 
and the first. I feel like the sequels are usually. Yeah, well, plus it was seven years after the first game came out. I would assume they would improve some stuff. Yeah. I always forget that that came out in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of wild. It was like right before everything. Or was it? It it was in the heat of the whole. I think it was during the summer that it came out. Yeah. Wow, so people ago. had nothing better to do than complain right. about it. Then complained about, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there was like all these channels that basically, like YouTube channels, that like became yeah. devoted to like why The Last of Us Two sucks and why the creators hate men. You know, <laughs> like all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we've talked about this quite a bit, so I think yeah, I think it's about time to. And this, thanks so much for being on the podcast, first time. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. It's never going to happen again. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're fine with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, be sure to check us out on social media. It's me, Casual underscore S Experts on most social media. Um, check out our YouTube channel, Just Casual Experts. Uh, check out new episodes of this podcast every other Monday. Or if you want to see the video versions, I upload them a week after on the YouTube channel. And... Yeah, we'll see you next time.